truck. Hey there, it's Something Human with Evan and Isaac. We're going to talk about whatever we feel like. Let the rain go. This was bothering me because this has happened a few times, but sometimes I go to the same restaurants, you know, over and over because like it's like almost like a relationship. You build rapport with that restaurant. You feel comfortable eating there. It's like, you know, there's something to be said for a fresh experience and going somewhere new. But sometimes after a long week, you kind of want some familiarity, right? So it's nice to, you know, earn that over time. And I get I get stuck where I have these moments that I think I should, despite the fact that I have this thing on the menu that I love and uh, it's delicious and I want that familiarity. Um, I'm, I'm like judging of myself that I should try something different, that I should, you know, branch out a little bit, like stop, stop doing the same thing all the time. I don't know what the right answer is. Is it all subjective? Am I a stick in the mud? I, I, I don't want to. Well, maybe I do want to be the I'm going to judge you. <laughs> Good. <laughs> be judge, I, jury and executioner. <laughs> I feel like you just said that we're looking for like pat on the back. Like, no, it's OK. Evan. just order what you want. What, order what you want. Like, I want no, enablement. <laughs> no, no. Um, I'm a I'm a big proponent of taking every opportunity to um, enjoy something new. Or at least try something new, even if you don't enjoy it, then you'll know. Or maybe it's even better than what you usually order. Oof, the bar's been set so high, though. It's um, tough to beat. I, I feel this way about a lot of things. I One friend of mine, um, she told me that she, whenever she goes out to eat, she always goes to the same place and orders the same thing. And it was like a <laughs> dagger in my heart. <laughs> It's like, uh, do you remember what the order was and where it was? That's the problem. That's part of the problem, at least. <laughs> it was Red Robin. Oh, so and it was like a tavern burger. I don't know. Like I can't remember six dollar burger. No, I, I don't. I don't remember it being that. I don't remember what it was, honestly. But regardless of whether it's Red Robin or um or Din Tai Fung or it could be anything or Katana Sushi, um, I. I just I I don't yeah, I, I don't like enabling that. Yeah. Um, same people. Don't are, you have something like that in your life, though? I probably do. I'm probably hypocritical. Uh, <laughs> well, at least I do know what aware. I like. I yeah. do know what I like, but um, I frequently purposefully go places I haven't been or order things I haven't eaten. What is it that you like to order typically well, at Katana? Katana, yeah, this is where this all went down. Like I like they they have the item on their menu that incidentally happens to be like the most expensive entree but it's called the mega poke bowl and it has just about every type of fish you could imagine in it oh. with edamame crab you can get like real crab in real it too oh. oh yeah it's like snow crab nice um i uh, i can't even tell you like what all is in it at this point but oh there's like avocado like five kinds of fish like it's just it's, it's delicious man and then I get a side of like they're pickled wasabi and like I'll dump that in there and like mix it all around. And I like it because maybe I'm barbaric, but uh, I like having all my food in this big bowl. Yeah. Like there's not like this sort of like it's all sorted on a plate and I mean, they do present it very well. It looks beautiful. I destroy it basically because um, I want like I don't want to eat all the fish right off the top and then have a bed of rice at the bottom. I want to mix it all together so I get like randomness in every bite. Um, 
so I do I maim it somewhat but like it's primal almost you know like I've got this bowl with a bunch of fish in it like I'm just I don't know it's like a whole experience for me I can understand that and actually I'll take back my judgment a little bit (laughs) you'll Um, you'll lessen my sentence (laughs) (laughs) I'll 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 give you some brownie points back all right all right Um, (laughs) because it sounds like that dish in particular has a lot of variety and diversity in it so like by ordering that dish you are tasting a lot of different things yeah it's not like I went there and asked for a peanut butter sandwich (laughs) (laughs) or even just like I always get the California roll oh yeah okay I'd be judgmental of that too Sorry for anyone. Who, I like California rolls. But oh, I do not, too. I do that's too. That's not but, the only thing you get when you go to a sushi restaurant. But if you think you like sushi because you've only ever had an, uh, California a, a rolls, California don't even roll. have any fish in them. They're just like it's usually and fake cucumber. Crab. Or, D- now, to be fair, fake crab is made with pollock. I think. What is so, po- what's pollock? It's a white fish, so it technically oh. has fish in it. So it's not just like styrofoam. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have wondered what imitation uh, crab was made out of for a long time. You can check this. I believe it's Pollock, which is a white fish. Huh. Um, There's this is a fun pun. I don't know. You didn't watch. You didn't really watch SpongeBob much growing up, did you? I've seen a couple episodes. Have in my you day. seen the one where Mister? Uh, have you seen one the one where, the one where uh, Plankton builds a robot uh, of Mister Krabs in no. an effort to steal the formula? No. And like SpongeBob's so, you know, naive that he doesn't realize that Mr. Krabs is like, he's just like this big mechanical robot talking to him. He thinks it's the real Mr. Krabs. Um, anyway, the episode is called Imitation Krabs, uh, like, oh. which I think is a pretty clever pun for a children's show that you wouldn't get as a kid, right? You know, I, I think the best children's content is clever like that. Yeah. Not necessarily because, not necessarily so that it can be enjoyed by the adults, but if you're going to put that level of effort into it, chances are you're putting that level of effort into it holistically, and so it's just better material. Um, and it's written by adults, so you know, it's just natural that they're going to have like some, you know, oh sure, some stuff in there where it's like we think this is funny, you know, yeah, yeah, but as they should. I have a question for you though. Which um, well, I don't know. Have you traveled much? Not as much as I'd like to. Is your good avoidance answer? Not really. Okay. No, I mean, I've only out of like <laughs> the United States, I've only been to Canada, which isn't really international. I mean, it is. And the rift okay. is getting bigger now to where Canada feels a lot different than the US. But when I was younger, it didn't, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm planning to do more. I mean, if it's a symbol of the future, I've purchased or signed up for a an Alaska mileage plan. So oh, nice. I think that if I get some free travel perks, I'm more likely to do it. To be perfectly honest with you, I never had any problems with like flight anxiety until I was a little older. Like I've flown around a lot domestically in the US. Uh-huh. But like I just get like, I don't know, I get a little uncomfortable with it sometimes. And I was totally cool and put together until I had this really bad flight out of um, <laughs> Palm Springs once. Okay. Um, we hit a massive air pocket like uh, a minute into the flight coming off the runway. Um, and <laughs> like, you know, that feeling you get when you're in the elevator and it like, it, like it feels like you're being compressed and sandwiched. Okay. You know? Like, yeah, yeah um, I do. It was like that, but like much more intense. It was almost like the plane like hit a speed bump in the air <laughs> and then it just turbo boosted and we started like soaring up and it was intense, man. And, um, did it, the pilot come on and like explain something? No. And that's the part that made it so <laughs> awful. And here's what happened. So that happened like a minute in 
and everyone was seriously it was like we're about to go into space <laughs> like like and it wasn't even just me but like i think i said like holy shit out loud and like a bunch of other people on the flight were like you know oh my what and um like we were all looking around like should we be worried things steam they seemed to stabilize but then the next announcement we heard on the intercom whatever was two minutes later and they said is there a medical professional on board if so please report to the front of the plane they wanted to know if there were any doctors on board okay and we were like what is happening um never was any acknowledgement from the pilot about sorry about that folks we just hit an air pocket uh we'll be fine now nothing just never so that's all we had to work with i think that what had happened was like a passenger had a panic attack maybe um because that happened and then they yeah. had needed someone to attend to them um but yeah. it was unnerving and then after that so we still had like two and a half hours to get back to seattle and i was like oh i already want this to be over and um i had a little ptsd about flying after that and i've kind of worked through it now i'm like it's fine i get the metrics and the science blah 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 you're more likely to be killed on the way there and everything but it's like <laughs> you mean you're more likely to be killed in a car on the way that's there? what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, on the way to the airport. Um, oh, 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 yeah. oh. Um, that's what they say. Yeah, yeah. Now. To be honest, that's a statistic that gets parroted so much. I don't really, I'm sure it's true, but like, I don't know if it's true. I mean, everyone just says that, but. Yeah, well, like last last year, I think two, there were two um, uh, commercial, were like what you, pass, two passenger flights mm -hmm. that had issues and like crashed. Mm -hmm. were they both the 737 maxes yeah i believe so yeah so and now all those planes have been i, I had a friend grounded. at boeing yeah. and he was telling me like all those planes have been um have been um ordered to like not fly yeah they're grounded but if you think about that like that's two flights an entire year and like just think about how many car crashes there are daily all the time yeah that's true and i, I totally get that it's just that the experience of it can be kind of uncomfortable at times. Yeah. Oh, um, and I have frankly no idea how that thing doesn't fall down. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Like even after I've understood the aerodynamics, I'm like, it it really generates enough lift. Are you really like? I mean, it's a pretty heavy. Yeah, I don't know. It's, okay, but you were asking me about travel, so yeah, I mean, you, I'm still kind of curious have, about like, how a thread you... that you're like working from. Yeah, I guess it doesn't. It doesn't really matter if it's international or not. Um. Domestically, but, I've traveled a fair bit. Okay. Yeah. Do you, what I'm curious about, do you, um, do you typically go to the same places over and over or do you like to travel to places you haven't been? That's a great question. I feel like um, even more so than food, mm -hmm. that, that demonstrates like your tendencies. Mm -hmm. Sorry, taking a drink. <laughs> um, yeah, it does. And um, I'll tell you this, like as I've become, you know, more uh, established as an adult. And once I first started traveling on my own or like to go see friends in places, I would visit a few of the same places repeatedly. Like uh, if I had a friend who was in Los Angeles, I might go down there a couple of times. Mm -hmm. But overall, like I kind of have a disdain for going to the same places. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I, different strokes for different folks. Um my family enjoys like repeating destinations a lot. It seems like it's like my my mom and my sister will still invite me on trips and things and be like, we want to go down like Cannon Beach in Oregon is a big one. They like. Oh, yeah. And I like Cannon Beach, but it's like I've been there, man. Like I've been there like five to eight times in my life. 
and I'm kind of like done with it for now. Like, mm-hmm. I, but I also feel like there's a certain certain romance about it where it's like, you know, we have nostalgia. We got to go like back there. We got to re-engineer those memories. And it's like it's sort of like we were talking about, you know, in a you know our our cast last week that um you know there's sort of like a you can't if you're constantly chasing an experience that you want to happen a certain way, you won't be present for a new one. Yeah. So I like I like going to different places. I I'm kind of like working through a list of. Yeah, newer spots to go. They aren't even that far away, but even like simple places I've never been. I haven't even been like to like Boise, Idaho before. Oh, and I'm not saying that's like a hot spot destination. <laughs> I've been to Boise. There's yeah. not much going on. Shoot. Well, maybe I can just do a way over there or something. But <laughs> just yeah, <laughs> you can drive through on your way to Colorado or Utah, hmm. where there is a lot to see. Utah, I've been hearing more and more about. Um, I'd like to see more there. I'd like to go into Montana and uh, check a few things out, like go into Whitefish, mm-hmm. um, head to some national parks. I want to go to Boulder um, in Colorado. I know a guy who owns a bike touring company there. Okay. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'd like to do like, you know, bike Boulder tour, which would be fun. This is a very yeah. random reference. But the first thing I think of when I think of Boulder, I, uh, Boulder, Colorado is La La Land, the movie. Did it take place there? No. But her the the female characters parents lived there. And so when she couldn't get like her her one person show going or she like lost confidence um, or motivation, she ended up moving back there. Um, That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, anyway, I, I've seen the yeah. super random reference. <laughs> your your brain has just categorized it there permanently. Yep. Yeah. Anytime I, Boulder. I, Bo- Why don't we say Boulder? I know. Anytime I think Boulder, Colorado, Boise I think Boulder land yeah. for that. Like Boise minutes, <laughs> three minutes of the movie that takes place there. You go to Boiser or Boily or Boldy. Yeah. yeah, it does. I that was a nice movie. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. Actually. I, I like I know that a lot of people hated the ending of it. But oh, it was perfect. It was it, because immaculate. Not because I want to say it was realistic. It's because it wasn't afraid to give like, you know, um, a very vulnerable look at, hey, what happens if, you know, maybe they didn't get together, you know? And yeah, there's. But it, there was still like this great appreciation and it it didn't it didn't render the whole experience for nothing. You know, yeah. it was still special. Yeah, it's super cool. It's I sad. I think a lot of people have a hard time stomaching a pill like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. India didn't care for it. I, I, could, <laughs> I could see that. <laughs> so you're no gonna, offense, India. <laughs> you want to bike around um, Boulder, Colorado mm-hmm. with from your friend shop. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, he was actually incidentally he was he was a lead that we had at Fanit. He just wanted like SEO for his bike touring thing, but you know it's for for an average price of sale for something like that. You know, it's not really the best channel. He was, um, I think, his name was like Herschel Goldberg, very Jewish man, very funny. Like not the, like not funny in like the you know comedian way, but just like the I'm so set in my ways kind of way. Like and he was but he was very interested to learn. And he he did say like uh, at the end of like our he, he never like closed into any business. But he said, like, if you're ever out here, like come take a tour. And I don't know if he was just trying to plug his business or if he genuinely was like, you know, I'd enjoy meeting you. But either way, I'm going to appear at his door someday. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. He even does like some uh, trip once a year with a like a it's a guided bike tour of Cuba. Um, they go down to like Havana and um, they uh, tour around like historic ruins of Cuba. That yeah. would be really cool, but that also cool. like highly ambitious. I might need to get a 
few more traveling stripes before I'm like cleared for that one. But maybe I'm limiting myself. I don't know. I'm 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 thinking about what traveling I might do this year Um, because we actually also got the Alaska Air. Oh, you um, did card and whether or not I use points for it for like myself. I don't know because India's in school Mm -hmm. and it's very you can just go work remotely. But I I might be able to just I mean, there might there are certainly places in the world that I want to see that she's not really interested in. So I don't want to. I don't want to just like miss out on that mm-hmm. um, when the when it's available. Where like where are you thinking? Um, but I really want to go to Portugal, um, which isn't usually people's top place. Yeah. Um, but I pin places on Google Maps that I want to go to. Um, so you, I don't know if you're familiar with the feature, but you can like drop a pin and then save it on a map. Yeah, you can like, just like you can you can look something yeah. up and then yeah, do you can save I've it. I've done that with restaurants or label it and like want to go. I have like an ongoing list of places that I want to visit but haven't yet just for like locale, um, you know, bars, restaurants, whatever you got. Yeah, yeah. That I, way if you're bored, you can look one up and to our point, like have a fresh experience instead yeah. of going to Red Robin. So I have a bunch of pins like that, except they're scattered all around the globe. <laughs> and uh, just to be like, I'll see something. I'll be like, oh, that looks amazing. So I'll look it up. And a surprising number of them have been in Portugal. Um, like there's a bookstore there. I love bookstores and libraries. And there's actually, uh, maybe it's a library there that like, I can't even imagine what it would be like for my public library to look like this. Because it's like walking into a magnificent cathedral. Wow. Yeah. I could I could probably find pictures. Yeah, that'd be cool to see. That's funny that um so you're picking it not on like the country first and then what's in it, but it's like I found this cool thing and it happens to be here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I like that. Which I think shows you maybe it gives a little you bit. like a mission objective too. It's like I'm gonna go to Portugal because I want to see this library. And I'm sure a bunch of other, you know, shenanigans will unfold <laughs> while I'm there. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But I think it maybe gives you gives you a sense of the way I think in terms of experiences like, yeah, I, I'm, I really, if I have the ability to do something new, I will almost always choose something new so that throughout my life I can, I can accumulate, um, as many experiences. Yeah. Just many experiences and memories as possible. And I think at a certain point you also learn, um, a certain amount of empathy for just all sorts of different other people who are who have experienced different things rather than the person that like um never leaves their city and always goes to the same places and meets the same people yeah um and i that that definitely like sounds like me a little bit so i won't def- jump to my own defense um i know it's like a you know there's some there's some advantage to that too like, I, but that being said, I don't want that to be my life forever. Um, mm. But uh, I, I have enjoyed like the familiarity of having a community um, yeah. and, the, and what gets built over time with that, um, that I am, you know, if I go touring around downtown Everett, yeah, I've been a fixture there, but um, I'm known. I know the people who are there. There's a certain aura of friendliness that's on tap for me that I wouldn't necessarily get if I went somewhere else. It's comfortable. 
So yeah. I see myself and, like planting a flag and having headquarters here, but I would like to travel more and like get some of that that new experience because I'm not afraid of it at all. Like I, I really do enjoy it. And I like the the memory that comes out of it. It's just sometimes uprooting myself from my routine, what I'm doing, especially as I, you know, get busier and busier. Um, it's easy to say, oh, I don't really have time for that right now. It's just not new. Oh, I don't know. Like, maybe not. I talk myself out of it. Yeah. It's like whoever wants to reminisce the story about remember that time that I worked for 30 days straight? Ah, oh, that was great. It's like that's a fun one. Cool. Like it's it has to be, you know, a good uh holistic balance and finding that is different for every person. I had a I had a moment like that this last Christmas, um, where I was thinking about going to see the Nutcracker. Mm-hmm. Um, and just due to my my nature and wanting to experience things. I'll often just go do things by myself, even if other people aren't down. Cause like, well, Hey, still want to experience this. That's an important <laughs> attribute. Um, but in, this time it was nutcracker ballet. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just found myself feeling like, Hey, I, I'm kind of tired. I kind of just want to take a nap and hang out on my computer and you know, just chill. Um, but then another side of me was just like knocking on my, knocking on uh knocking on my skull being like isaac <laughs> like you're going to wish that you had this journal entry um so i'm like yeah that's actually right so so i picked myself up and i where did you go to see the it? cracker ballet um the i saw the olympic ballet which is not the best one um but i could afford it and they happen to have it was the one that had uh availability and a show that night in, at the Edmonds Performing Arts Center. And honestly, I, I didn't love it. Really? I didn't love it. Um, <laughs> what was, uh, what prevented you from it? Or what, you know, what, what, what held it back from being great? Um, the story, largely. Did you know the story going in? I had forgotten the story. Oh. <laughs> but, on, but it didn't change kind of the fact. a pretty ambiguous story, honestly. <laughs> it is a pretty ambiguous story. But it didn't change the fact that I enjoyed and uh, I enjoyed dance. having gone and I, I'm glad yeah, that I experienced it. Um, but yeah, the reason I don't like the story, though, if you're curious, <laughs> is is the reason I don't like a lot of stories. Um, focus on children. <laughs> Just <laughs> is that actually why? Because I mean, no. the first half of it is very like, you know, whimsical, like kid, kiddos at Christmas. Like I could see where you might disconnect a little bit there although i no, that's not the reason but i have to say um i thought i wasn't going to enjoy it at all mm-hmm. turns out it was just the children were bad dancers <laughs> and then when the adults kind of took over the play it got or the, the ballet up. it was like oh yeah i, I can appreciate this mm-hmm. but um and there were moments of it that i really really did enjoy mm-hmm. um but i don't like stories that happen in dreams I've ah. just found that out. Like when, oh. when the story ends is like, and it was a dream. Like, yeah, ah, you feel, <laughs> feel kind of ripped off. Exactly. Like it was inconsequential. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, Alice in Wonderland watch- ends that way. She's like, she wakes, or is it through the looking glass? Yeah. And she, the last chapter is like one paragraph of her being like, and oh. she woke up and she was shaking her cat. Well, the wizard of Oz is like that too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's it. no place like home. Oh, Auntie M, I had the worst nightmare. It's like not the same. Yeah, no, it's like no, Dorothy, your house literally got blown to another dimension. Yeah, like, just accept. Please, it. like 
have you um do you watch any rick and morty um i've only seen like two episodes okay mm, rick and morty no i've seen a, i've seen a little bit more than that rick and morty despite really. like the you know some of the more immature humor in it and the belching and the whatever but like it there's some pretty smartly written episodes but I don't want to go into the whole plot details, but there's one episode where like uh, it's important to the plot that Morty has to listen to this old man who owns a lighthouse. He has to listen to he's like, I'll let you use my lighthouse on the condition that you listen to my tail. And Rick's like, all right, Morty, you listen to this guy's tail. I'm going to go up to the lighthouse. And like Morty sits there and this guy reads him this story that he wrote. And it starts off with like a flashback, like um, with like the so and so way they're bleeding on the ground, like two weeks earlier and like you can see like morty's reactions as it goes on like <laughs> and at the end the guy is like so what did you think and morty like clearly hated it he's like um good job you did great and the guy's like be honest like i want to become a better writer i can handle the truth so morty's like all right well i'm personally not a fan of the whole like two weeks earlier trope you know like i think that maybe our stories should just like start where they begin you know <laughs> like instead of like it just seems kind of cheap and the guy's like get out right now <laughs> like it just it turns it Couldn't escalates no it, it escalates like you're a you're a nasty person i invite you to my house and you shit all over my writing <laughs> like it just escalates but and then rick's like morty what'd you do i was like i just told him the truth rick <laughs> but same idea as like the dream sequence like when you start with like where the story ends and then do a flashback it's like kind of the same idea it can be good but it also it spoils the ending and then we don't really know what the the denouement is actually going to be. It's just going to be, hey, uh, here's how we get here. Remember that thing we showed you at the beginning? Now you just know that that's eventually going to transpire. It's like it's just not the same. Yeah, I've seen some I've seen some storytellers do a good job of that. Mm -hmm. Like if they're I, I don't know if you're familiar with the moth. Mm -mm. It's a. um it's an organization that does podcasts and events where people just can, like tell stories on a huh. stage. It's pretty cool. That's cool. Um, and also like Mike Birbiglia is a comedian who's done pretty well. Um, some people have heard of him. A lot of people have. Um, <laughs> what were the opposite now of what I want to touch? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people. A lot of that people. was almost like a, a lot of people. Some know people Michael have Vick. heard of him. A lot of people have heard of him. <laughs> I personally haven't, but I'm sure that he's well known. <laughs> that was a good impression. It's <laughs> <laughs> like what he would probably say too. Yeah, probably is. Um, but anyway, he's a, he's one of the best storytellers I'm familiar with. Um, but yeah, he'll like he'll tell you something, and then he'll just like tell more of the story, and eventually they kind of like forget about the first part. Mm -hmm. But then he'll weave it all together and come back to it even. Anyway, yeah, yeah, I could see that. It, it's uh, it has it, to be done very artfully, it writes, though. It does. It writes you into a bit of a corner for pacing, you know? Yeah. Where it's like, if you don't pace it correctly, then it just feels really procedural. Like, oh, remember how the main character dies? Well, now that you he's met the murderer in the story, you're probably thinking that he's going to... I think you could also go, well, you got something? Oh, I was... Yeah. It, Pulp Fiction just popped in my head. Oh, have, yeah. Have you seen that? Oh, yeah. So the very beginning starts out with the last scene. Yeah. Um, and Which, they they know, did it brilliantly. I, they or, did or, it's uh, because they they developed so much other you know oh yeah content around it. It's like you you really are like it 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 begs a mystery. Like how are we even gonna get here by the end of this? Yeah, like, I forgot it even happened. Exactly, and it's a long film. It's like a hundred and eighty minutes. I, I need to rewatch that. It's been a long time. Oh, I think that's probably when I'll only ever watch once. 
Like I really? can appreciate the art, but I watched it when I was like thir- got pretty crazy. thirteen or fourteen. I don't remember a lot of it. You know, sure. it was a long time. You watched it when you were thirteen or fourteen? Okay, maybe I was like sixteen, but okay. still, you know, yeah, I, feel I like was dumb. Fifteen or sixteen is the youngest age that you should probably see a movie <laughs> like that. See what happens to Bruce Willis? Like, yeah, that's not what you want to see. But um, uh, or what almost <laughs> happens to Bruce Willis? I forget <laughs> if it does or not. But um, see, I don't remember anything. But uh, stuff happens. Stuff happens. That's a great motto for a tagline for a film. Actually, that would be a good one just for uh, Pulp Fiction because that's kind of the whole point. Yeah, um, it's that's literally the name translated. It's just Pulp Fiction. It's just kind of nonsensical, fluffy, but like, we're damn it, we're gonna have a good time doing this. So here you go. Um, I think that the trope of starting your story where it begins um, could work if like you run over. Like, let's say we do a flashback in a story, and then like. Maybe 30 minutes into the story, we get to that destination and then it's rendered to be like just really insubstantial. And then something diverts off from there, you know, where like, let's say like story starts with main character dying, like maybe that event is about to play out again. And like instead of that happening, like there's some sort of like, you know, dimensionality where it twists and like now we've almost like written off into a different tangent. It it works well. If Is there an example of this? not that i can conjure up quick Ah. enough but um i just mean it's sort of i think you you ever see the movie the cabin in the woods no that is a good movie is it yeah i don't usually like horror films but that one's great that one makes its money completely on subverting expectations and just messing with all the tropes of the horror genre Hmm. and i feel like if you were to do something similar like that with the kind of two weeks earlier thing like let's say that two weeks comes faster than you thought and it turns out there's a whole that's it. Turns out that yeah, I will never know what it turns out there was. <laughs> Cliffhanger.